Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is your favorite stylist, favorite stylist, the one and only Tanette Nicole, leader of all things luxury and the Soft Girl Society. And you're tapped in and tuned into another stylish fly episode of Tanette Nicole Approved, the podcast. And today I have a very special guest. Um, it's like my sister in my head, even though we're so <laughs> far apart. <laughs> um, you know, Texas's own uh, fly girl herself, Miss JC, the stylist. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you about who she is, what she does, and how she's giving what needs to be gave. Thank you for joining me, <laughs> JC. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, first, congratulations on the podcast. This is major. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Watching your career over the years. I'm really excited for you and really, really happy for you that you got this platform off the ground. So you deserve everything that's coming to you. Oh, thank you, sis. I really received that. And I am, you know, I followed your career as well. And I'm so proud and so happy to have you. And as you know, you are Synetical Approved. <laughs> You've been to Net Nicole Approved, so I had to have, have you on to Net Nicole Approved once it came into fruition. So please, grace, you know, the Style Squad, the Net Nicole Style Squad with, like, all of your accolades and just the origin story of JC the Stylist. Who is JC the Stylist? What is your brand, and how did it come to be? Well, here's the, the condensed version of it. <laughs> uh, so I really started off... Um, I tell this story often. My, I have a degree in business management, and at nice. the time, my university did not offer any type of fashion programs or anything that I could really do at the time um, that was fashion related. Um, so, but by the grace of God, I was able to connect with a celebrity stylist named Todd Ramos yeah. um, in Houston, Texas. At the time, I was attending a university three hours outside of Houston. Wow. So I was literally driving um, from San Antonio all the way to Houston um, every weekend to assist him. Wow. So, you know, I definitely had the drive and the ambition, and I, I had to keep it going because I knew this is was a lane that I wanted to, you know, definitely go down, a path I wanted to go down, something I always dreamed of. Um, and so I had to make a way for myself. And so um, he kind of took me under his wing and uh, kind of showed me the ropes. And so everything I really learned um, within the industry has been self-taught. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. He, I assisted him with a lot of different celebrity projects, magazine shoots, um, uh, commercial TV commercials. Um, I've done billboard ad ads, um, lots of different things. And then from there, um, I think I graduated college. I got my degree and then I stayed home for a year. My family was very supportive of everything. And they said, well, you're just going to stay home. We're going to save up. And then, um, I ended up moving to New York a year after I graduated wow. and then with the Wendy Williams show and, um, a bunch of different designers and, and, um, Cesar Galindo was another designer. He was on a um, project runway and he took me under his wing once I moved to New York wow. and, um, yeah, so I've just been from there, everything just kind of blossomed and I've been able to really do the things that I love. So I thank God for everything. Yes, what really a blessing. Best. Isn't God good? I mean, Isn't what he? a blessing for him, like just hearing your journey for him to carry you through so seamlessly to your dream. You know what I mean? Like you, you had a celebrity stylist in your hometown take you under the wing. You took the chance. You had the support, you know, of the village, of the family, which is very important as a creative. And then mm -hmm. you tried your hand and stepped into the big city of New York and, and was able to be you know taken under the wing again by such greats you know what I mean and working on shows like the Wendy Williams that's amazing that Thank is you. amazing that yeah. is really inspiring it was, it, honestly, it was it was nobody but God that was able to, to you know guide me through this path because like I said I'm self-taught and just to be able to be on the platforms and meet some of the people and do work on some of the projects that I've worked on over the years it's people that have actually gone to school for years who right. have not been able to, you know do some of the things that I've been able to do so I really have taken nothing for granted and yeah uh, no I'm just excited for more to come yeah I'm just open sponge I'm you know I'm open to learning I'm open to networking I'm open to just everything you know I try to support everyone and everything that they do and wait a second is that my is yeah that <laughs> I was waiting for you to notice <laughs> I was waiting for you to notice 
Yes, I was waiting for you to notice. I was like, well, she noticed because I was going to wear it, but I was like, that's too obvious. So I said, let me just, it's it's always, it's always on my racks, on one of my racks, always, oh. always, always. Everybody's always like, ooh, and I'm like, mm, that's mine. Ah. But, <laughs> so I do not let people, like, I lend, you know, pieces, but I don't lend Magnolia silks at all. Sorry. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I love it. Thank you. Yes, oh, of course. One of my favorite designs. Oh my gosh, that was from my very first collection. Really? Yes, oh my, my very gosh. first collection that I designed. Um, I had a show for New York Fashion Week, and when oh, I wow. tell you that process. Oh, I know. Yes, out. I've been but backstage, it's and it's like mania. So I can only imagine if it's your show. You know what I'm saying? I've styled behind the scenes, but to imagine it being your show, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> yes well I was so happy to purchase it like it's one of my favorite pieces it goes with so much I will wear it forever and ever and always I'm one of those girls Aww, that like thank you. I remix everything I have a whole series where um I virtually teach people how to remix their clothing and to make the most of their wardrobe and mm-hmm. to me I feel like a conversation and staple piece like this Magnolia Silks piece I could remix that a thousand times girl so I'm gonna be wearing it forever and ever Aww, and always thank you. <laughs> For sure. So tell us about, speaking of Magnolia Silks, tell us how you made the transition or the addition rather, because, you know, you're a stylist like myself by trade, but, you know, we transition into other creative fashion spaces. How did you come about and develop and curate Magnolia Silks, the brand? So I've always wanted to design. Um, First, I started, I worked in also luxury retail on Madison Avenue. So I was able to build a nice client book um, and just even networking with some of the girls that worked at um, Lombon or Louis Vuitton or Gucci or just working along the Ave. I just noticed that um, there was really a space to create high end luxury garments, but at affordable price points. And that was that I wanted to dive into and of course in New York they have a gazillion fabric shops and notion shops to kind of play around with and um you know the I guess the start of it 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 kind of took off from there um and then you know the name of my business Magnolia Silks my great aunt Magnolia Ruth she actually designed um for a lot of celebrities back in the day um the Supreme Sammy Davis Jr. a lot of big names and she had she had a boutique one in New York and one in LA in the 60s called Silks and so yeah and so um that's how I got Magnolia Silks Magnolia from her first name and then Silks was the name of her boutique so I wanted to her and and keep that tradition going and so um that's how my baby was born still working on her you know still trying to find new innovative ways to you know keep up with the times and you know keep the girls interested in my designs and things like that but you know she's still a work in progress and as is everything great everything great everything that's rooted and aligned with greatness is a work in progress it's an everlasting to me you know that's my lens that's my perception of life in general it's always going to be a work in progress and as long as you learn to embrace the work and the journey you'll be perfectly fine trust me you stand out I've seen a million designers I follow a bunch of designers stylists and creatives and when I saw that piece when I saw just when we started to follow each other and I saw your pieces I was like "Uh uh-uh I love uh, the fabric alone, right? The, the 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 luxury in the fabric alone. I'm very much a skins girl, touch feel girl, and through the screen, I wanted to touch it. So that's uh, what drew me in. So if 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 I mean, I imagine that there are many other luxury loves like myself in the world that feel the same way. That they are drawn to pieces by just the vision, the color, the the material. People who really appreciate um, yeah. just good craftsmanship. That mm-hmm. to me that that never dies. To me that never goes out of trend. Just appreciation Absolutely. for good craft craftsmanship and good material. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it fast fashion is a thing. We know that. But what is going to stand the test of time? Exactly. You know what I mean? It, so that's yeah. my thing. And speaking of luxury, um, I would love to know what my little Sinet Nicole Oprah cards. <laughs> what is your lens on luxury currently and the state as it relates to the state of black fashion? Um, well, honestly, I feel like this is an exciting time for black fashion or people of color in fashion. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a lot of black designers, um, especially due to social media, are starting to get the recognition that they they really deserve. Right. Um, you know, you're seeing a lot of more black designers being featured on red carpets and and things like that. And then you have more, um, you know, people of color who are becoming creative designers of these luxury fashion houses. You know, yeah. you have Virgil Abloh from Louis Vuitton. You have um, Olivier Rousse of um, of Balmain. Yes. And then you um, you have Dapper Dan. Okay. It is streetwear for decades. He's a legend, and, uh, where I'm from. I'm from Harlem, so he, and, he is, he is the standard, you know what I mean, for he us is, here, especially creative. See him finally get his flowers. Oh my from God. Him to allow him that creative space to design under the Gucci network or umbrella. I think that that is amazing. amazing. It's long overdue. Long you know, overdue. It's long overdue. Um, so I'm really excited for him. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen, but he has his, um, his collaboration with Gap coming yes. out at the end of this month. I mean, so it was already released and sold out within seconds. And that just, you know, goes to show you how yes. big of an impact that he has on the culture, on the fashion exactly. world. And now he's, re- from what I saw on socials, he's re-releasing it. Um, yeah. And so I think that's amazing. Every time I run into him, because his showroom is right on Lennox, every time I run mm-hmm. into him, he is boots on the ground, so down to earth. He'll stop. He'll talk to you. He'll let All you know about time. his history, um, how things yeah. came to be. Um, and he will give words of wisdom. He told me, like, I could feel your energy, and one day I'm going to see your name in lights. And I'm like, Mr. Dan, I received that. <laughs> Yes. From your mouth to God's ears, sir. So okay. he's just the coolest, and he deserves all his flowers right now. So I'm excited. Okay. I think Absolutely. it's an exciting time. Do you think that we um, have any room to grow? Do you think that Absolutely. there are certain things that need to be done still? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I would like to see a lot more um, inclusiveness when it comes to um, being behind the scenes in a lot of these luxury fashion houses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel that just African-Americans in general, or really people of color, we influence everything the industry yes. more than we get credit for. Absolutely. And all the way down from the design, you know, to the consumption okay. of the garment, you know? Okay. So, you know, we make up for a, a lot of the money that goes into these fashion brands, and they definitely should put us on the board, you know? Yeah. Talk to us about design. Talk to us about um, even... Like I was mentioning before, I worked luxury retail um, for a a certain fashion house. And um, even size-wise, I don't feel, or at that time, I didn't feel as though we were being included as far as the sizes. I agree. They cater towards smaller European cut, cut, smaller women. So the size runs were like 32, 34, 36. But a lot of my clients that I had who were, um, I did have a few women of color who would actually spend the coin, their stuff, I'm having to order it from Paris. And it's like, oh, I love this, but it's going to take two weeks for it to come in because we don't have your size. Right. So that's a you know, yeah, it, it gets emotionally debilitating to constantly hear that you don't have access mm-hmm. to the things that you love or entitled right. to, you know. So, right. I do think that there is room. The I see the inclusivity shift, but there is more to do. I totally agree with that. Um, what would you say, um, as it relates to being a black stylist and creative and designer in, in this space, um, do you think that we as black stylists, as designers, do a good job of celebrating, uplifting, and including one another? This is a topic that has come up amongst my creative uh, friend group, and everybody has mixed feelings about it, as do I. So I want to know what your take is. I do have mixed feelings about it. Um I feel like we can celebrate and support each other a lot more than we do. I agree. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I know personally I have run into um, a little bit more difficult difficulties working with my own mm-hmm. versus, um, you know, some of the other ethnicities that I've worked with in the, in the past. And, and that's unfortunate, um, especially, you know, starting off for me like 10 years ago in the industry, you know, back in my hometown in Houston and, and everything, there weren't very many um, girls like me out there trying to dabble into the fashion industry. And then the few that there were, there was no, um, I guess, sisterhood, I guess. Camaraderie or tribe or anything like that. It just wasn't. It was just kind of like, it's only going to be room for one of us. Right. I'm going to make my stay here and, and, you know. Right. 
Do you? It was, it, it's unfortunate, but it is. It, it makes it breaks my heart because I feel like when I see someone else that looks like me in the same space, I get excited because I because there's right. a commonality and we get each other and we can band together to shoulder through this journey as opposed right. to like you said, there's only one of us that can be here and blah 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 and the and the nonsense. I think that yeah. I would probably attribute that to a combination of things. One of which is the industry, right? Who pits people mm-hmm. against each other um, and who who creates this this false narrative that there can only be one black girl one person of color in this creative right. uh design or style space whereas there's mm-hmm. 50 you know white women in the space so i feel right. like if we start to believe that we belong there as many of us as we would right. like then we wouldn't have that narrative if that makes sense you know and Absolutely. i think that it's, it breaks my heart it's unfortunate i've been in spaces where um, you know, I've inquired about things because I feel like if I have knowledge and I can put someone on, I can plug someone in, I'm going to, you know, do so. I'm going to give you the information. Right. What's it to me to share? And so, you know, I've had situations where I feel like people were being a little bit like, you know, kind of like discouraging to tell me, oh, that's, you know, you don't want to go get into that. It's too, it's too much. It's too difficult or whatever. And okay. And then I'll have another person say, that person's a hater. They just don't want to see another person that looks like them in the space that are telling you it's so difficult to, like, achieve this mm-hmm. particular goal. I'll Let me show you who to call or who to go to. You know what I mean? And so right. I feel like I don't understand that level of thinking because that's just not how I'm built. But there are people who look like me who don't want to see me in the space. But I'm not going to let right. that deter me. I'm just going to continue to navigate no through push through and to connect with people like yourself who have genuine good high vibrations good energy and who want to see the collective win you know what i mean because when one of us wins we all win really right you know so i agree yeah so i think it's important and i think that that's one of the reasons why i started snet nicole approved is because i want people i want to shine a light no matter how many other lights there are i want to be you know, one of the parties that catapults and shine a light on my people and uplift them. You know what I mean? It's not just entertainment. Thank you. It's not just entertainment for me. It's to obtain, uplift, encourage, and inform and inspire somebody else coming behind us that may listen to these origin stories and these journeys and these gems that are being dropped and say, you know what? I can do that. Never mind who's around me who told me I can't. She did it. I can do it. And she looks like me. Exactly. You know, so... I'm really, you know, I'm really just so happy to finally have been able to, you know, really chat with you and Kiki. And um, I just love a good, like, I just love, like, the genuineness. Like, the, the beauty of Black women is just so, like, magnanimous. It's beyond words. But just to have, I just feel like we're so much better together. Like, do we know what we can do if we really band together? <laughs> Exactly. There would be six, exactly. there would be nothing they could do to stop us if we had more unity. You know what I'm saying in this space? Are you kidding? They'd be sick of us. I agree. They cap, they capitalize <laughs> off they of, already sick of it. right? Sick. Okay, <laughs> to their stomachs because they already capitalize off of our likeness. So why not us do the same by banding together, right? I mean, I duh. Agree with that. I mean, it's just maybe it's just. <laughs> Another Sinet Nicole random thought, but I think that we're stronger together and there's power in numbers for sure. Um, speaking of which, you know, being in a creative space, having negative experiences and having positive experiences as well. What would you say are three lessons you've learned while navigating through the style and fashion world? Ooh, three lessons. Let yeah. me think about that. I would say um, always have a good team. Yes something I'm working on. Woo, child. Yeah. And, and your team, and you have to be open to your team changing. You know, yeah. people are, you're going to outgrow. Um, there's going to be limits to what people are going to be able to contribute to your success or your project. So you have to be, um, have that openness to, to be able to create with other individuals. So that's, that's one thing that um, I definitely learned. Um, there's, you definitely have to have a strong team of like-minded individuals and yes. people who also see you um, progress and move forward and believe in what you're doing just as much as you do. Yes. So, um, you know, that's one thing. Um, staying grounded, mm-hmm. grounded, very, you know, humble. My, my mother, my family really always taught me um, no matter how big you think you are okay. or what you've done, you know, you always make sure that, you know, you, you thank God, first of all, yes. and that, 
you know, you give back. And so, and that's the other thing. Um, Always give back, make time in whatever you're, you're doing to um, give back, which is why every, you know, every year I do my back to school drive. I work with girls Houston and Shape Community Center and Houston Children's Charity. And, um, you know, every summer I'll donate um, over a hundred backpacks filled with the backpacks. I mean, I'm sorry, school supplies and little snacks and candy for, for them. And, um, I'll teach self-esteem workshop and, um, workshops, I'm sorry. And, um, actually last weekend I was with Kincaid. It's a, like a, a prep school, um, and I sat down and spoke with about 30 girls. They have a sleigh program is what they call it. That's cute. Uh, so, so just making sure that I, I contribute in more than just the fashion realm. Yes, you know, just, absolutely. I always mm-hmm. say fashion and philanthropy go hand in hand. And I try yeah. to do my best to participate in other philan- other people's philanthropic efforts as well as my own. I have like a... um. I don't know if we're going to do it this New Year's, but we usually do it um, right before New Year's Eve. Um, it's a handbag charity. So I um, give out like pre-loved, very delicately pre-loved handbags filled with toiletries to like homeless women. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's so cute. Yeah, because I love that. I- in New York, you know, the homelessness problem is out of control and it, it, it really yep. tears on my heartstrings. My mother was in social service. She's now passed, but she's always been a lover of just people and, you know, fighting the good fight for those who can't fight for themselves. And so she spent her life doing that. And so I just think it's just a part of who I am. And so I noticed yeah. that like going through like Penn station or like Port Authority and all these places, you know, you see these women in the bathroom, like doing their best to keep themselves up and it breaks my heart. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, how, how would I feel if I didn't even have a purse? with like feminine care products you know what I'm saying or or toothpaste or anything any little things we take for granted that we throw in our purse so I started to curate I took a purse of mine that I wasn't using and just put all the things that I would want if I were in their position in the purse and then I reached Mm -hmm. out to some friends they donated I had drop-off centers throughout the city and um someone called the news and the news came and so it was very successful for the first two years and I've just been so inundated with other things, but I hope to bring it back on a larger scale. That's what I'm saying. Please bring it back. Yeah, I would Whenever love to do, like, cities. Back, please let me know. Yeah, for sure. Please I would I would love to collaborate and have it done in different, you know, major cities and things like that. Like, that's, that's definitely a dream of mine. And I felt like the handbag of it all, because, you know, I'm a lover of fashion. I'm a mm-hmm. handbag girl. I'm a handbag connoisseur. I felt like that fuse the two loves fashion and philanthropy like you know yeah paying it forward and I mean we got some really dope bags too I mean really awesome the the purpose was just obviously to gift the items inside but I was thoroughly impressed with the things that people were willing to give you know so amazing yeah I was I was really excited about that and so I'll keep you abreast but please um, please that's especially with the toiletries and things that go inside I can help with that yeah for sure I'm definitely always looking for sponsors and help and just different people that I could you know companies especially the black owned now um feminine product companies that I've come across you know I think it would be great to shine a light on them and they have like these non-toxic products which is very important for us you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. um yeah if you have any people that would love to get down collaborate participate We'll definitely talk, um, you know, yes. off camera for sure about that. But that's, you know, that's my way of giving back. And I would say that, like you said, being grounded and having that tribe, having that family that keeps you grounded is extremely important because it is, you know, you can get caught up in the rapture in this particular industry. It's a very, yeah. um, what I would say, shallow industry. It's a very it's surface. Very vain, yes. Very vain, very surface, very um, all about visuals and not about the intrinsic and the internal being a person and so it is important to have people around you that continue to bring you back to reality and to ground you and to keep you rooted in your faith and in God and all of those amazing things you know that we need we need Mm -hmm. that um so now we're gonna play a couple of little games if you don't mind Nicole proved is all about the cute uh games and so the first game is called top five right and there's two parts so the first part is you listing your top five most stylish cities in order from greatest to least and the second part is your top five goats in the fashion and style industry living or past okay okay all righty let me see here for fashion no particular well i guess you said from from most fashionable on down of the cities yeah of the u.s (laughs) 
city. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to start by. It's kind of a toss up between you know you have L.A. and then you have New York. But okay. They give such different vibes. They give such different vibes, but I love New York. Okay, so girl. I'm gonna say New York. Yeah, I love New York. It's something about the city that kind of like ignites my like creativity yes. sound wise. Yeah. So I'm gonna say New York first. We're gonna go with LA. Um Miami is definitely a vibe. Miami's um, a vibe. Fashion wise. Yeah, it's all Miami. Miami is um I wanna throw Dallas. Okay. Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Okay. Um I know a lot of people kind of sleep on Dallas, but um the girls the, the the southern girls they, they give they it play okay i gotta come i told you i'm coming to visit anyway houston but i'll definitely yeah, try, try out that yes and then the fifth city let me think about that who else is out here giving a vibe atlanta atlanta yep. okay they're atlanta. coming up in the beginning it was shaky they are. but they're coming along yeah. i think it's yeah. because there's a lot of new york yeah. people that live there also so that also helps the vibe this is true you know so many people this from where i'm true. from every time i go down there i feel like it's little new york you know so it's like so many people there they kind of i think that i, I would want to you know you know do too much but th- i think that new york brings bells everywhere we go so i feel like the, i, I yeah. would say that the new york influence has helped over the years with the atlanta style for sure um but i want to yeah. check out dallas that's an interesting pick no one's ever said dallas i like that dallas i'm, I'm, I'm telling you dallas. the girls in dallas because they give they give luxury in Dallas. You know, you have a lot of the women there. It's, it's a lot of like oil money out there. Yeah. So the girl giving they're giving name brand. They're okay. giving diamonds. They're giving like <laughs> a fresh one. Yeah. They they give out there. So yeah, don't sleep on Dallas. Don't sleep on Texas. I'm telling y'all, Texas is coming. Houston is definitely up and coming. Um. Fashion-wise, I know they're beginning to have a lot more uh, fashion shows and fashion weeks out here for yeah. Houston, so, which is really big because when I first started in the industry, I was literally flying to New York to do, like, big, outside of, like, um, magazine shoots or commercials or, like, billboard ads and things like that here. Yeah. When it came to, like, fashion shows and stuff, I had to come to New York. Right. Um, yeah, that's the normal thing. You have to come to New York for it. But I noticed yeah. that other cities are trying to do their thing now. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it is cool. And then it gives me a reason to want to travel, too, you know, when I know that there are other people like me in all of these other spaces. It makes me want to go and network <laughs> and see what's shaking, you know. And plus, yeah. I hear Texas's food is really good, so... I will be coming to visit you in 2023, girl. I will keep you abreast about that. Um, come down, come down. I'm yes. telling you, food. Uh, I, it, I the homes are beautiful the, the too. Are coming. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah the holidays are coming, and it's gonna be no working out, no none of that. <laughs> after my birthday, I just celebrated my birthday on the 17th. Happy birthday! So after, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So I'm just when my birthday passes. I'm not gonna step into a gym or right. run or do you over anything it. Your afternoon. <laughs> right, we detox. We'll detox in 2023, honey. It's gonna be yes. too many plates coming around on the bend. Okay, but happy birthday! You're Scorpio, like all of my people. My my mother, my father were Scorpios, and my daughter is a Scorpio. Really? So I have a lot Aww. of Scorpios uh, energy around me. But Scorpios are good people, genuine people, good people, and a lot of fun. A lot yeah. of fun. Yes. <laughs> So I want to know um, what your top five fashion goats are, um, and then okay. we're gonna we have like two more games. So who do you who do you feel are your top five fashion goats, living or past? Okay, so I would say my first one, first and foremost, is Carl um, Lagerford. He mm. is somebody like first of all, I love Chanel. Okay, Chanel is was everything top brand. It, just the craftsmanship of oh. the garments oh. is just the houndstooth like, of it all. The, the, detail, the gold, the, the details, detail, all of it. Oh, all of it's it. nothing like a so classic houndstooth Chanel suit or like a classic jumbo flap. Okay, caviar bag with the gold hardware. Okay, don't play, <laughs> girl. <laughs> it, that Definitely is listen, hard. you. 
way to my heart. They talk about a love language. Child. Okay. That's a visual <laughs> love language right there. Is it? Yes. So we're going to start with Carl. Um, I'm going to say um, one person who um, is still living that a lot of people don't really know about. His name is Larry Underwood. I do know. And he's I know been Larry has been designing for decades. Yes. And he, he really... Um, he works with a lot of the girls in the ballroom scene. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he he's not as well known as he should be. Yeah, I agree. So as far as a creative standpoint, he's definitely someone that um, I've looked up to. Um, he's definitely someone who's influenced my design, um, the way that I craft my garments, the way that I look at textiles and and just different prints and colors and things like that. He he's one person. Um, so shout out to Larry. We love yeah, you, Larry. Yeah, shout out to Larry. Uh, we giving your flowers uh, right now today. In New York. Yeah, he's in New York in uh, Washington Heights area. So he's designed for celebrities as well. And so, you know, we definitely want to give Larry his flowers. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, another person that I, I look up to as far as design and style, I'm going to throw Caesar Galindo out there. Okay. Um, Caesar is also in New York, but he is a San Antonio, Texas uh, native. Nice. He, uh, also, when I moved to New York, took me under his wing. He's been all over the television. He's done, um, what is it Project Runway? He's done a few different things. Um, New York Fashion Week every year. Um, matter of fact, last year he did a show in Times Square, and over eight thousand people attended his show. Wow! It was outside. It was outside, like in the middle of everything, and wow. it was just, it was fun. Um, but he's always calling to give me, you know, little tidbits of jewels that I can take with me. He always keeps me encouraged. Um, his designs, please check out Cesar Galindo. It's so chic. It's so chic and so feminine. And, um, I just love everything about, um, the way that he, he designs his garments. So he's another one that I look up to, um, fashion wise, style wise, um, definitely, you know, feeds into me creatively. So I want to say, say him. Let's see. Who else do I have here? Um, I have a new love for Virgil Abloh. Yes. Me he too. was one person um, that I, I guess I'll say I have a better appreciation from him after seeing his exhibit, his exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. Yeah. You know, I knew of him, of course, I knew of his designs, but just, um, you know, seeing his background, seeing um, creatively things that projects that he's worked on from the beginning of his career towards the end with Louis Vuitton is just it's been amazing to just see everything. And, and it, it, it's sad that he passed away at such yeah. a young age. You know, it was yeah. just kind of out of nowhere. No, no, well, at least nowhere to us. None of us knew anything right. that was going on until it happened. So um, creatively, I think he's definitely one of the top five. And then um, the fifth person I would say would be um, my um, Aunt Magnolia. Okay, you Auntie know? Magnolia, yeah. Magnolia Ruth King was is definitely in the top five. She is the reason why, you know, I started my boutique, why I'm keeping things going. Um, she's one of the, the people who, um, you know, as much work as she's done for celebrities and different people over the years, you can't find anything on her online. And wow. I just thought that that was so sick, the type of career that, that um, my aunt had, you know, that people don't know about her or there's no articles that I can really, you know, I have paper clippings from her, her, um, ads and you know magazines and things like that from over right. the years but you, know, you you try to google her name and nothing comes up and I just thought that that was a shame um she definitely deserved her flowers when she was alive yes. um I'm definitely giving them giving them yeah giving them to her now yes and um, all that you with, do you know with my career and the things that I do and just kind of keeping her light alive so Aunt Magnolia makes the top five. Yes, absolutely. Salute to Auntie and Ray. She rests in power. Absolutely. Everything that you do 
you know, is a salute to her and giving her her flowers because she sparked and ignited the fire within you to go after your dreams. And so, you know, you're always paying it forward. Like her, her, her legacy is literally sold and sold, sewn into the fabric of your brand and your life. You know, and that is amazing. And everything that you do, you know, resonates. I know she is shining down on you. That's amazing. I mean, her name alone is amazing. Magnolia. Like, what? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a born star. I love that. I really, really love that. We have two more games. We're going to take a quick little break. And then we're going to come right back with with more of the games and more of the JC the Stylist style story. Yeah. (laughs) Recording stopped. So I wanted to just stop it before it took us off, like while you were, mm-hmm. you know, talking, because that was so amazing. Um, I just have two more games and then okay. um, just uh, you describing what I what I call the, the Sinet Nicole style story. I always ask all my clients what their style story would be if they had like a sentence to describe themselves. And then um, you can tell us what's next for your, you know, your brand and where we can find you um, and, you know, how one can get in touch with you as it relates to buying and purchasing Magnolia Silks or collaborating with you and things of that nature. Got it. So what was it? One one sentence for what? So basically, um, I always ask all of my clients before I start to collaborate with them what if they had to describe their style story like their visual presentation their style story how would they describe it in a sentence or two and so on Sinet Nicole Approved I like to ask um my my guests the same thing what is your what is the JC the stylist style story so it's an interesting question but we got to end this think about it and then we'll come right back Okay. I'm going to I'm going to see if they're going to let us do the same code or I'm going to have to probably send you another code. Got it. Okay. okay. All right. So we'll be right back. So we are back with uh, the one and only JC, the stylist, Houston's own, on Sinet Nicole Approved, the podcast. And we were just getting into the part of our uh, our segment where we play a little bit of games. So are you ready, JC, for the games? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so there is... Um, a game that I really love because I feel like it's so profound and it gives us an insight into like the mind of a creative and how their journey has impacted them. It's called Roses and Thorns. So you can tell us one rose, which would be something that is the most positive thing that you have taken from this style journey of yours and this creative experience and the biggest thorn, like the worst part about um, what you've experienced thus far in your career. Rose. What would be a rose or a gem that I've taken away from this experience? Probably all the great people, honestly, that I've met throughout this journey from from the start of it to, you know, where I am currently. Um, I've met some really dope individuals such as yourself um, that, you know, have become... um, friends and just people that just you know I continue to connect with over the years that's definitely um that's big you know because yeah. at the end of it at the end of it all you, you you know you need your connections you need your people um you need genuine people around yes. you yes in your space you know so I, I definitely feel like um that's a, a has been a great takeaway at the end of it if if all of this is done you know, I've met some um, truly amazing individuals along this journey. Amen to and, that. Yeah. And then a thorn that I would take away would be, um, I believe, probably what, what you and I were speaking on earlier about people not really um, networking and, you know, supporting each other. That's That's been... I would say the biggest thorn um, for me because it didn't, it doesn't have to be right that way. Yeah. I would say so as well. Yeah. yeah, So those are good. Yeah. Those are two really significant and profound roses and thorns. I would say the the human connection of it all and meeting, Mm -hmm. you know, genuine people and like-minded creatives 
And then the thorn is like the fact that we don't have to be in opposition, but there are just some people that choose that, you know, that, exactly. that path. So I would say that. So um, the next game is fly and why, right? So I want you to tell me what your flyest piece is that you've either created or um, but purchased, like your flyest piece in your closet, either now or in the past, and your why piece, like why did I buy this? Why did I wear this? I would never <laughs> do it again. <laughs> oh, because we all have those. I know the why. <laughs> I know the why. Okay, let's start with the the, the fly piece. Yes. Uh, so there's two actually. One I designed, which is a um, it was a really gorgeous tool, um, one shoulder um, blue. It's it was a baby blue piece, and uh, it did it for New York Fashion Week uh, two years ago. Or um, I take that back. It was 2019 because for the pandemic I right. didn't um, attend any show right 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 but um, yeah it, it was just this huge tool it was giving drama it was yes. giving over the top it, it being it was giving everything it was giving. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had a um silver sequin um wide leg bottom that I created because I didn't want to do a full dress right I wanted to because you know during New York Fashion Week you're moving you're going from this show to the next, you may yeah. be on a training, maybe an attack. So um, I always like to ensure that um, when I put my designs together for fashion week that I'm comfortable, but you know, also yeah. fly where I can okay. move. So yeah, that two piece blue tool set was definitely um, uh, one of my faves. And then there's also another staple that I have is a, um, a vintage Christian Dior black blazer. Ooh. And I'm a sub. Yeah, I am a sucker for a blazer, so um, that's definitely one of the go-tos because I can dress it up, I can dress it down, okay. I can do so much, much with a blazer. So okay. you all look. All right, hello <laughs> to the Magnolia Silks blazer. That's why I said you can do so much. I'm a good blazer. I'm good for a blazer. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I love those pieces. Just I, see, I can see you know as visualists, as creatives, I can literally see what you're explaining, and I love it. Like. Actually, I'll send you the picture of the blue tool with the seven. Please uh, do. Sequins. I was about to say, I got to see this. Yeah. Yes. And then I, ladies, please don't kill me. <laughs> but my Christian Louis Vuitton So Kate's, you don't I like. don't know why I bought the shoe. It is a gorgeous shoe. Don't get me wrong. I got the black patent leather. But they hurt so yeah, bad. they hurt bad. They hurt that, bad. I got rid of mine, actually. Open. I had the black patent leather. And I sold mine because I was never going to wear them again. Like, I tried. I did what I could. And so I was like, I'm just going to let them sit in the closet to collect dust. So I might as well sell them and get something else you like. So I, I, I let them go. I think I'll make you sell mine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are a staple, right? Like, they are a signature shoe. It's a versatility shoe. But they don't feel good. And, you know, at all. and I, that was before I had it's surgery good. on my foot. So I've had sur- two, sur- three surgeries since then. Now I wouldn't even oh. play myself. Not today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. all about, I can be fly and be comfortable. I know how to do that. I'm a stylist. So I, I can do that. I can finesse things. But yeah, the so-cates, they, they're not for me either, girl. You have to get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still have mine and I look at them and because she gives very much prim and proper. You right. go somewhere, you sit down. Oh, that's a sitting shoe. Yes. (laughs) She's not giving, I'm going to tip around and mix and mingle. She's not giving that. No, not at all. Stop playing with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You better sit sit like a statue, honey. That's a a sit and quit shoe, right? After you get up, you quit them and you put on some slips and walk to the car. That's it. That's what I call a car car shoe. It's only for sitting. Like, that's it. In and out. That's it. You don't need to walk around yep. town with those things. That is not what it's for. It's for the you visual can't. presentation. You can't. You can't. And I don't, I mean, like they said, they say beauty knows no pain, but they lied. Because they lied. <laughs> some things are painful. Ooh, child, you never lied yeah. about that. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Sorry, girls. Sorry to the yeah, soft girl society. You know, we're as soft as, as they come, but ain't no way I will get in another PSO case. Not, not now. Um, no. So I always ask all of my clientele 
to tell me what their best style story would be if they could put it into words, like a sentence or two, right? Because I'm all about helping people tell their best style story. So I always ask my Synet Nicole approved guests as well, if they could tell their style story in a sentence or two, what would their style story say? One sentence would two. be forever growing, forever changing, forever evolving, forever just peeling back the layers and finding myself and knowing who I am as a person so I can put the best parts of me into my designs. That would be my, my style story. It's forever. It, I can't say that I have a story yet because I'm still writing. I'm still living. Still, I'm still growing in this space. I'm still, you know, like I said, peeling back those layers of, of who I am as a woman, who I am as a, a creative. Um, I'm not the same that I was when I first started in the industry. I was, I'm not the same that I was, you know, a few months ago or a right. year ago. You right. know, um, you know, circumstances and things kind of change, and in in um, you know, different life experience kind of, um, I guess help you grow yeah. and to learn more about yourself. So, so yeah, I'm still writing my story. Okay. I love ask, that. Me, ask me, ask me again when I'm ready to sit down and, and retire, but I got a lot of, of ambition and I, I'm still going, I'm still moving and shaking. So I'm still writing my story. Yes. Forever evolving is your style story for now. And I love that because we're all still writing it. You know what I mean? So I love that answer. That is really, really good. That is the first because people will get caught up with that question. They'll be like, hmm, let me, you know, they try to tell the, you know, say the best thing, but that's the most authentic. And that's what we want here. You know, we're all about the yeah. genuine, authentic and organic around here. So sure. I love that. I love, love, love that. I love um, just the idea of ever evolving, right? Because like you said, in, in three months from now, we'll all be in a different space, you know, mentally, physically, visually, you know, our presentation will, be, will, will lend itself or be aligned with whatever's going on at that particular time. You right. know what I mean? Um, oh, we have one more and then you can tell us all about what is to come. So it's hit, okay. or, hit or miss. What okay. is... The, what is the biggest um, misconception about you? So that would be the, the miss. And what would be the hit? What is the most accurate depiction of who you are? So the biggest misconception, like, thing that you think that people have said about you that's, like, that's totally inaccurate. And then the, the hit would be, that's spot on. This is who I am. Um, what's a miss? You know, that is a really great question. Thank you. Because um, <clears throat> just, I know being in the industry, people, I'm I'm to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, yeah. I'm a homebody. I love being at home. I love being in my office. I love, you know, I journal a lot. Oh, me so, too. I'm a journal fanatic. Girl. Yeah. So when it comes to like um, a misconception, I... Honestly, I can't think of anything that comes to mind because I don't pay people any money. Okay. <laughs> no, that's real. And I love I that. Like, I don't know what the misconceptions are because I'm not even paying you enough mind to know if you if you missed it or you hit it or not. I don't care. That's very much, it's giving Scorpiosis. It's very, it is. It's very much very Scorpio because y'all don't give a damn. Okay. Oh About God. nothing. But I think that that's the most healthy way to move through the world. Not really caring whether people got it right or wrong because you know that you're true to you and you love you. So it doesn't really matter yeah. what other people think. So yeah, I love one, that. One thing that, that stuck out to me, I remember is, um, I heard this a long time ago. What you think of me is not my business. Okay. That part. It is, you know, yeah. my, like I said, I have a very tight circle, my sisters, my brothers, my family. Um, so honestly, their opinions are the only ones that really matter because they, yes. they're the only truly know me yeah but um outside of that I don't know what's a big misconception do you know is there something that no I don't know I <laughs> no girl I don't know I don't have no tea uh -uh, I don't have nothing I um always ask because I feel like some people do you know when you become a public figure a creative in a creative space some people do have misconceptions about them that they would like to clear up like oh someone says I was bourgeois or I was you know I came across callous or they thought I was 
you know, this type of person that is like, you know, non-responsive or not welcoming Mm -hmm. just because of the way I look, you know, it could be a misconception Mm -hmm. based on what they see visually, but they haven't even gotten a chance to connect with you to know, you know, that you're completely opposite of that. So, um, that's why I always ask, like, what do you think is the biggest misconception or what do you think is spot on about you that, you know, that I can't say this one. Um, I'm very direct. Okay. I'm very, um, I'm very no nonsense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, it's either black or white. I'm very direct. I'm very honest. Um, so, you know, I guess maybe people could take that as maybe I, I, I come across as mean, but then if someone says that, it's like those that are around me, that really know me. They're like, Oh, she's not. Right. You know? No. Oh. Honesty, and I've always say it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I feel right. like it's important to be honest. Nobody needs a yes woman or a man around them because that's not, that doesn't help growth. Um, exactly. But there's a way you could say it that won't be jarring or offensive or mm-hmm. make someone cry. You know what I mean? Because we know people that's just right. mean for the sake of being mean. And then right. we know people that, like you said, like yourself, are just honest and direct, like I would say I am as well, and to the mm-hmm. point, and it's, it's always, especially when it's someone that I'm, you know, that I love, it's always out of love. And I will probably preface right. it with that, like, this is coming from a loving space, but blah, 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 oh, yeah. and so on and so forth. And so I don't think that that's mean. I think that that is something that you do when you truly care about someone and you want them exactly. to know the truth. So, right. you know what I mean? So, I don't, yeah, that's, that's. That works. That works for me. I don't know about everybody yeah. else, but I don't want nobody smiling at my face that's lying to me. Right. <laughs> you know, that right. does not help any of us. I don't like that. So I like the direct. I, I can't do the phony. Don't work for yeah. me. Um, so what would you say is um the Magnolia Silks, the JC the Stylist legacy? Like what do you what do you see and what is to come for for your brand and for your creative just journey? Um, definitely I am in a, a good creative space at this time. So, um, definitely another collection coming. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I know the last couple of, uh, fashion seasons, um, I didn't really release a, a full line. Um, I know my sister passed away last year and so it kind of put me in, yeah, it kind of put me in a little bit of a funk creatively. Um, but I, over the years, like I said, peeling back those layers of myself, learning this new space that I'm in, my new norm. Yeah. Um, you know, I've just tapped into a different part of myself creatively that I'm now in a space where I'm ready to express that. Yes. So, um, um, new collection coming soon. Definitely going to start, um, you know, piecing things together. Um, I have my vision board. Um, I've pulled a few swatches of fabric and things like that and um, just kind of played around with some ideas. But um, it's now, now I think I'm in a space where I'm ready to just kind of push forward and move on with that. And uh, so that's, that's for sure what's in the works for us now. Yes. Well, you know, I'm excited, child. I can't wait to see the new collection. Please, you know, send me a text, the, the bat signal when it comes because I'll give I need you parts. an exclusive sneak peek. Ah, y'all heard it here first. <laughs> we got a sneak peek. Yes, you know, I need it. I need it. I need it. I need quality, luxury pieces in my life. Like, I do think, yes. especially from someone who looks like me, <laughs> my good sis, of course, yes, you already ma'am. know we are supporting that. So, we're gonna look out for that. Um, tell us where we can find you on socials, via email, the website, how we can find and support you. You can find, um, my website is magnoliasilks.com. Um, social media, I have, let me tell you, I don't know where these haters are coming from, but Uh -uh. somebody has worked my page and I had to start all the way over with a new, um, a new Instagram page. So what was um, this? Just recently. Had to be because I remember talking to you on on Insta. So I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That one is taken down. Are you joking? I had to start all the way over with a new page. No, that so. really pisses me <laughs> off because it's like yes, you worked yeah. so hard to build that that following. Like, what is the and what's the problem? Followers. That's the frustrating part about it because you know some people get their pages hacked or whatever, and then they they buy followers or right, whatever. They right. do. This 
actually a genuine following of people. I had over 30,000 followers that have wow. been like with me along my journey from like back 10 years ago. Right. So just having to restart on that kind of sucks, but you know, it is what it is. When one door closes, another opens. Okay. I have some dope content coming. Um, you guys wait. I've done a couple of photo shoots. I got some really dope um, I know you got some fire coming, and it's going to be 10 yeah, times better than the page that they was hating on. Like, that really yeah. grinds my gears. But like you said, when one door closes, another one opens, and the window too, okay? So don't even worry about it, because God's nah, got you. You're going to have 300,000 this time, since people want to play. Yeah. Okay? pushing and, and moving forward but my new instagram is um at jc j-a-c-c-i underscore the t-h-e stylist with the, an additional underscore at the end of stylist okay so i gotta write that down myself because now i have to add your new page yes please yeah <laughs> it sucks. you know it's, it's really ridiculous it's a really really ridiculous that it's like you can't just celebrate you admire somebody you see them winning just take that inspiration and move forth with whatever your journey is why yeah. are you coming trying to infiltrate my page like are you kidding I, yeah my my so they they got my um personal instagram taken down as well as my business magnolia silks instagram are taken you down. joking so I'm, I have to start over with everything. Oh, my gosh. I'm so everything. sorry. You know what? It's okay. I, I can actually laugh at it because, you know, what God has for me. No man <laughs> can stop. Nothing. No one can stop. Okay? Nothing. Like no they one. said. Seriously. Listen, they always said what they say. I didn't say the weapons wouldn't form. I just said they wouldn't prosper. So there's, that's, a, okay, that's the difference. They always form in something, but that doesn't mean that they will yeah. ever execute their plans. So yeah. that's just, this is just a way for you to catapult to, to like I said, from 30,000 to 300,000 and then some to right. 3 million. So let them be mad. They're going to keep being mad. Yeah. Okay. Cause it don't stop no show. At all. <laughs> okay. At all. And even on, even on my Magnolia Silks, um, Facebook page, um, I do have other ways where you can touch bases with me via email. It, it would be uh, customer care at magnoliasilks.com. Okay, good. You can also send me messages. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely reachable. Um, I'm here. I'm, I'm open to working with people, networking. So, um, you know, whoever reaches out, I look forward to networking with you. Yes, yes. And you already know. Now you have, like, a New York sister for life, whether you like it or not. Of course. So, um, now yeah. that I will be scouring the globe to connect and to create with other parties i definitely have to make a pit stop in houston um, told you yes come on come down and you know just do the fly things that we do you know <laughs> and you can show We're gonna me around. Have some good brunches and yes. i'll take you around. just let me know whenever you're ready to come down we'll yes doll. i'm excited i'm excited um to, you know to give what needs to be gave in the south and to yeah, you know, <laughs> take my talents down to big old Texas um, and see what, you know, see if a city girl like me could hang uh, with the Houston yeah. hotties. OK, um, yes, I'm excited, JC. I'm so appreciative. This is one of my favorite um, podcast episodes. It's been such Thank a long you. time coming. I remember meeting you at the Fashion 500 when I was hosting and your energy is just the same as it was then. And I'm just so happy. I'm so proud of your journey. You know, I'm a fan of your work and your creativity. And like I said, just know you have a sister in style for life. I just truly appreciate you. Oh, I love it. Thank you. You know, I'm always here for you whenever you need. I've, like I said, I've been watching your career blossom and I'm so excited. And then um, we need to connect for Fashion Week. You know, I'm there every February and um, September. Yes, yes. And it's coming <laughs> on, on like lightning. I'm like, oh, it's already about to be February again. So mm -hmm. let me know. Um, let me know like in January when you touch down and we can connect. That sounds good. Yeah, like whatever your dates are, because I know some people are here the whole time or half, whatever. And then we'll tap in for sure. Absolutely. Um, definitely. I, I look forward to continuing our connection, tapping in and possibly curating or creating because I have a million ideas in my head. And yes. so I always want to share with fellow creatives and see what they think and see what could be done. So I'll definitely. I'm doing do the podcast in person next time. Okay, let's do that. We could do a part two. During Fashion Week, and we could review some shows. 
Yes. We could do that because who's better to review a show than two stylists? Okay, how about that? Let's let's do that. Let's let's text. Let's talk about that. I love that. You see how ideas just come about. You know, the Lord just brings them to rain them down. But yes, let's definitely do. By then, I'll have a actual studio. <laughs> you know, we're work in progress. We're work in progress. And yes, we'll have the lighting. We'll have everything. Get some cocktails and really like do a fashion week review. I think that would be so dope. Yeah, let's do that. Yes, but I'm wishing you love and light on this holiday season and every month thereafter. And I know that God has something amazing. And so he's already bestowed his amazingness on you and he will continue to do so because you are more than deserving. And you said that Nicole approved. Okay, so if that that means anything. Um, so I just want to thank you so much for joining me. I want to thank my Sinet Nicole Style Squad, my Soft Girl Society, my Luxury Loves for tapping in and tuning in to another bomb episode of Sinet Nicole Approved, the podcast. You can find us every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. on 92.6 The Spot and all streaming platforms, including Spotify thereafter. Be sure to keep your standards as high as those socates that we don't love no more, okay? And as high as these gas and rent prices. And remember, when you know your worth, you don't give discounts. That's a direct Sinet Nicole quote. You can find the shirt on SinetNicole.com. Shameless plug. And I wish everyone listening love, light, love, joy, and abundance this week and every week thereafter. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you all next time.